Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you. And today I'd like to speak for a few moments also back in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I want to carry this a little bit in a different direction today than what I did in a previous message that I brought to you. And to do that, I'd like to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, and today we're going through verse 7. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain, but even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit, but as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness, God is witness, nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. I want to speak a little bit on these verses. That was actually through verse 8 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I want to really focus on verse 7 and 8, but let's look at a few points that I want to bring out, and I pray that these will be of encouragement and of blessed use to you. Notice how tenderly Paul speaks to these Thessalonian Christians and how he speaks of them. He's gentle among them. This means he's mild or kind. He was affable. It's like a nursing mother. He says this, cherishing her children as she might nurse them and care for them gently, feeding them. Paul used this analogy, but not only Paul, but God also uses this analogy. I'd like for us to look at Lamentations, the book of Lamentations, which is right after Jeremiah. Jeremiah was the author of it. And I want to look at Lamentations chapter 3, and I want to read beginning in verse 21 for a few verses. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. That was verse 21 through 25 of Lamentations chapter 3. Notice in here, in verse 22 and 23, he speaks about the Lord's mercies and the Lord's compassions, and he says that they are new every morning. 
His compassions are those mercies. It's actually the Hebrew word rakam, and it means, literally, when you look it up, it's talking about um, a woman who is pregnant, who is cherishing the baby that's in her womb. That woman is nourishing her and protecting that baby. It's, it's protecting the baby. She's safe or he's safe inside the womb. That mother is feeding that child through that umbilical cord and, and doing what she can to care for the baby, to see that it is able to grow healthy and strong. It's compassion of the mother. It's a motherly type of compassion is what it's talking about here. The mercies it mentions here are the same type of mercies of God first used in the scriptures in the rescue of Lot. So it was compassion and mercy that saved Lot and that is cherishing the, the people of God as if they were a mother cherishing the baby inside the womb. And Jeremiah writes here in Lamentations that these mercies and compassions of the Lord this cherishing from the Lord, this endearment from the Lord is a brand new feeling, a brand new experience, a brand new word. Every morning they are brand new. They are fresh baked, fresh baked loaves, I like to refer to them as, tailor-made just for this day. God has moved on our behalf. Every single morning he is giving to us fresh baked loaves of mercies and compassions. Every single morning he's moved with compassion. He feels what we feel. He cares about our needs. He cares about our cares and worries. This word for compassions is also used in Genesis chapter 43 when it speaks of Joseph's in the translation. Some of them say bowels. It's signifying that inner craving, the compassions that moved him once he laid his eyes on Benjamin when he thought he may never see his family again. So these are those compassions. Paul is saying in Thessalonians that he has those same type of feelings, those same type of deep and intimate and special affections that same type of affectionate love and care for the church. He says that they have become so dear to him. They are endeared to him to the point that he gladly gives them all the good news of the word of God that he could. He gladly serves them. He even gives them to the point of giving himself to them denying himself and serving them in every way possible and joying in it, enjoying it, being glad to do it. He says that he has become so dear and they've become so dear to him that it's even to the point that he's bivocational. He's working day and night to provide for his own sustenance and living so that they would not be burdened but also to spend every available moment preaching to them at every opportunity and teaching the word of God. Because what burned in Paul's heart 
was that all Christians would become mature believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice Paul's approach and his understanding of the significance of what he was doing. It was the gospel that he was giving them, the gospel that had been entrusted to him, and the gospel was what they needed to save them. So he's preaching, he's proclaiming, he's heralding the good news of Jesus Christ. And then he's taking the word of God, that same good news drawn from the scriptures, to teach them all about discipleship, all about how they can live godly and holy in this present age, how they're to live now that they are no longer sinners, they're no longer under the bondage of sin. How can they live free and pleasing to the Lord so that they don't have false beliefs or some false notion of what we might today call kind of a fire insurance idea that, you know, you come and say some sinner's prayer and you're in the in club and you're saved no matter how you live, no matter whether you really meant it or not. That's false belief. That's a false gospel. That's a gospel of grace, not the gospel of grace. And it is false and lying fire insurance, so to speak. But he wants them to be true followers of Jesus, understanding how to live as a Christian in the midst of a pagan world all around them. He wants them to know how they can live victorious and how they can stay free how they can live free now that Jesus has made them free. God wants us to grow in Christ Jesus and become mature in our faith. And Paul also wanted the same thing. So Paul was striving, even to the point of exhaustion. He was wearing himself out, but he was giving himself over to them at every opportunity and in every way tenderly because they had become endeared to him. He cherished them with the same kind of affectionate love that a mother would have over a precious baby in her womb and once it's born, entreating it and caring for it and loving it and helping it to be healthy, strong, protected, and grow. That's the kind of love and gentle ministry that Paul exercised among the Thessalonians, and it's a pattern for us to follow. Let people become endeared to you. Let the people God puts in your circle of influence, let those that God has called you to minister to become endeared to you. Hold those same affections. Hold that same love and compassion for them. Care for them to see them through, not just to come to know Jesus, but also to grow to maturity in Him. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today, and Lord willing, you can join us again for future messages from Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.